now that Kyrie Irving is back from an eight-game suspension, it's clear that the media, particularly the almost exclusively white members of the media, are doing everything they can to try to get him caught up again, to try to get him in some kind of trouble again. In just a moment, I want to play an interview from Kyrie Irving yesterday after the game. And you're going to see over and over and over again, members of the media did everything they could to try to get this man caught up. It's a mess. It's ridiculous. This is not about combating anti-Semitism. This is about the over-policing of black speech. Let me unpack and explain it. I'm frustrated that it's gotten to this. I also see them doing it with Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics, where again, we get almost exclusively white members of the sports media doing everything they can to get these young black men caught up. Let's talk about it. This is Sean King, and you're listening to The the, the Breakdown. The the, the Breakdown. The, 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 The Breakdown. Kyrie Irving never needs to explain himself again. He never needs to apologize again. This black man has apologized a dozen times. He's apologized in print. He's apologized in social media. He's apologized in person. He's apologized privately behind the scenes. He's apologized at press conferences. Do not ask this man to apologize again for the link that he posted on social media. Don't do it. What we're seeing now in so many ways is what happens when almost every member of the sports press and sports media is white and almost every athlete in the NBA is black. Yesterday at a press conference uh, for the Brooklyn Nets, over and over and over again, white member of the media after white member of the media after white member of the media continue to press Kyrie Irving to either get caught up in his words, to apologize again for something that he's already apologized for, to address something that he's already addressed, to address new issues around anti-Semitism. And no matter what he said, the next member of the media and the next member and the next member continued to press him on it. And at this point, he has done and said more than enough. He has apologized more than I I can recall any white man ever apologizing for anything. Like, it's crossed a ridiculous line. I want to play this clip from his press conference, and uh, we'll also have a quick word from one of our sponsors. But let me play this clip from the press conference, and then I'll be right back. Group outside, 100, possibly more. They were wearing a shirt uh, called Israel United in Christ. Uh, they're a group later. Yeah, I, think that's, group a, I think that's a conversation for uh, another day. I'm just here to focus on the game. Kyrie, but you, you've said this whole time that you didn't know what kind of like, what, what basically what kind of voice you had. And But if these are the people that are out here in your name, do, do you feel like you have that's a consequence of what you've done? Uh, again, I'm just here to focus on the game. 
Kyrie, forgive me if you've been asked this already, but when you were suspended, there were a lot of players around the league. You know, Jalen Brown is one specifically that didn't like the way your suspension was handled. I'm just curious if you ever thought about filing a grievance or exploring those avenues at all. I got to leave that to my legal team um, and leave it to the, the warriors I have around me. I have some strong people, men and women around me that are going to do everything possible to make sure uh, that I'm protected and my family's protected and uh, we protect one another. So, um, you know, I'm sure some things will uh, be done in the future, uh, but there's no timetable on that right now. Hey, Kyrie, um, I know you said you just want to talk about the game, but you know, this morning you talked about using, recognizing the platform you have, wanting to unify. Um, you're being asked about things that are being said in your name in reaction to the movie you promoted. I'm curious just, I guess, how you go about deciding when's the time to use a platform and when's not, and when you decide you're going to react and when you say someone's here to talk about basketball. Uh, I would like to be on a platform where I could uh, openly share how I feel without being harshly criticized or being labeled uh, or dealing with um, you know, outside perceptions that have nothing to do with me. So I wanted you to hear what Kyrie Irving is dealing with at the press conference. It actually went on for one, whoever recorded it had sped it up a little bit and it wasn't going that quickly, but it went on and on and on. Nobody asking anything about basketball and continuing to ask him in essence, if he disavows anti-Semitism, if he disavows white supremacy Some protesters were outside of uh, Barclays Center. They were actually, it appeared to be, they were black Hebrew Israelites who were just outside showing solidarity with Kyrie. Kyrie didn't organize it, didn't make it happen. He wasn't affiliated with it. He's not affiliated with the black Hebrew Israelites. And everybody continued to press him over and over. If he knew them, what did he think about them? And it was clear that they weren't trying to get good information. They were just trying to get him caught up. And no matter what Kyrie said and said, listen, I'm just here to talk about basketball. I'm not going to address this. It's clear that they didn't want to talk about basketball. And it wasn't that they were trying to get new information. They just wanted to get the man caught up again. And, you know, he's going to have to. It's the NBA rule. You have to go out and do your press conferences. I damn near would prefer to just pull him from the press conferences if this is all we're going to see. Like, just take the fine. Remove him. Like, he is not an expert, nor am I, on anti-Semitism. Stop trying to get him to talk about it. Stop trying to get his opinion on it. The man has already said he disavows all anti-Jewish sentiments. He he disavows anti-Semitism. He does not support anybody else who is anti-Semitic. He he has apologized profusely. It's too much. And he never needs to apologize for this again. Period. If he chooses to, that's his business. But quit pressing this man to apologize. Yesterday, a, a clip went super viral of what looked like a few hundred black men standing outside of the Barclays Center as a show of support for Kyrie Irving. And a lot of people retweeted it and shared it across social media. Uh, I couldn't hear anything they were saying. It just seemed like a good thing that these black men had showed up to support Kyrie. Uh, Again, Kyrie had nothing to do with organizing it or anything else. The men were somehow... Uh, affiliated either with black Hebrew Israelites or another group. I'm, I am not a hundred percent sure because I only hear other people talking about them. 
Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics retweeted the video and just said, like, this is the kind of energy we need where black men are supporting black men. Well, then the media started calling for him to apologize because they said those black men were not the kind of black men that you can support. They are not on the list of available black men for athletes to support, in essence, and started calling on Jalen Brown to apologize, to disavow himself with those black men. And Jalen Brown said, listen, I don't know who those black men are. I just saw a lot of young, strong brothers out there supporting Kyrie and was glad to see it. Then he said, I, hell, I thought they were uh, members of Omega Sci-Fi, the, the black fraternity. It kind of looked like that. Uh, they were wearing the Omega colors. Uh, whether that was on purpose or not, I have no idea. But here's the thing. The over-policing of black speech has crossed a ridiculous line at this point where everything that every black athlete and every black entertainer says is being basically scrutinized to the highest degree as if black people are the, the primary or, or, or a primary threat to Jewish people in America. It's not true. And, and yet, this hyper-focus on the tweets and words and, and actions and thoughts of black people is too much. It's outrageous. And it's, it's crossed a line where I'm incredibly frustrated. And it's frustrating a lot of people. This is, this is not helping at, at all. Not even a little bit. And... While the over-policing of black speech is not new, it's, I, I don't remember it in modern history being this fierce, where every word, every link, every tweet, every image shared by a man is scrutinized at the highest level. Kyrie likes to share black art on his Instagram page. I know and you know every piece of art he shares, people are trying to find out who is the artist? What do they think? Because they, they want this man's head. He's a free black man who speaks his mind and his heart. And it clearly is an irritant to particularly the white sports media and other people who want to do everything they can to make an example out of Kyrie, out of Jalen Brown, or anybody else who won't march to the beat of their drummers. So, listen, um, you know, if Kyrie makes another mistake, which Kyrie will, and you will, and I will, and all of us will, then he can acknowledge that. But there's no more need of holding him accountable for that which he's already taken responsibility for. Listen, I've got to run... It's almost uh, Thanksgiving. Hope all of you are going to have a good week. We're going to have episodes every day this week. Uh, we'll be here. Hope you'll still be tuning in and listening. Love, 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 and appreciate all of you. If you're not yet subscribed to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can do so for free. We want you to hear every episode. We're trying to get our traffic up. We're trying to get over a million downloads a month on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're so close. And if you're not yet a member at thenorthstar.com, Please go there, join the day. You can do it for as little as eight bucks. That's how we're able to do what we do. Love and appreciate all of you. Take care, everybody. Break it down. 
I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist? Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone.